welcome to this podcast with me, Steve Griffiths. In the church this week, we are entering the season of Advent, the time of year when we focus on the coming of Christ into our lives, preparing ourselves for the message of his first coming as a child in Bethlehem, but also looking forward to his second coming, when he will restore all things at the end of time. And as Christians, we want to live lives that are honouring to Jesus and a lifestyle that is preparing us to meet with him when he returns. And so today I want to think about a passage from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 13, verses 8 to 14, which helps us prepare our hearts and minds for the return of Jesus and gives us a real focus for how we are to live our lives in preparation for that. And at the heart of how we are to live in the light of the second coming is the law of love. It's all about love, isn't it? The Christian faith, walking in the ways of Jesus, it's all about love. Love for God and love for others. That's what Jesus stressed when he was asked about the greatest commandment. And that's what the other biblical writers stress as well. And Paul is no different in this passage written to the Romans, because here again we are drawn back to the supremacy of love. In verse 8 Paul says, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves has fulfilled the law, which is of course a reference to the Jewish law so familiar to his first readers. And that view seems to be reinforced by the fact that he then goes on to recite four of the Ten Commandments in verse 9. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. Well why those commandments and why in that order? Well firstly the issue of order, because if you know your Ten Commandments you will see that he recites Commandments 7, 6, 8 and 10. And actually it was quite common to recite them in that order, which is different from the Hebrew Bible of course, but was in accordance with a slightly less well-known version of the Greek New Testament that for some reason recorded Commandments 6 and 7 the other way round. So it seems that Paul was using that version himself. And why these commandments specifically? Well, the Ten Commandments were divided into two tables, Commandments 1 to 5 and Commandments 6 to 10. And traditionally, the first five commandments were very Jewish, mention of the one God, the Sabbath, the Promised Land, and so on. And the final five were seen as having more universal application for moral behaviour, murder, stealing, coveting, and so on. And Paul is aware that he is writing his letter to a Jewish and Gentile congregation, So he focuses his attention on those commandments that have general application, rather than the ones that relate specifically to the Jewish heritage. And again, following the example of Jesus, Paul says in verses 9 and 10, the commandments are summed up in this word, love your neighbour as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbour, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. The heart of the Christian message is that love in action fulfils the law. That is the example of Christ to us, and that is how each one of us is called to live. As Christians, we are called to live love. And in the final three verses, Paul draws all of this into a conclusion by relating how we live in the present time to the future hope to which we're called. And he makes it clear that there is a relationship between how we live now and what will happen to us in the future. Verse 11, besides this, You know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. I think I've mentioned in my podcast before that there are two different Greek words for time in the Bible, chronos and kairos. 
The word chronos relates to time as it is measured by a clock or the passing of the days, and kairos relates to moments of time that are filled with eternal significance. So not surprisingly, it's the word kairos that Paul uses here. You know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. There's a real sense of urgency in this passage for us to consider our behaviour. Know the time, now. This is the moment. Wake up. Paul goes on to say in verse 12 that the night is far gone and the day is near. And so he makes an allusion to the second coming of Jesus. The day is near, nearer than when we first believed. So we need to wake up from our spiritual slumber and make sure that we are living appropriately for God. And in a verse that's not dissimilar to his armour of God idea in Ephesians, Paul says in verse 12, Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armour of light. We are engaged in a spiritual battle of sorts and we need to draw on the weapons of light to use in our favour. We need to assess our behaviours, our habits. And as Paul concludes in verse 14, Put on the Lord Jesus Christ which is to say we are to be imitators of Christ in our everyday living, making no provision for the flesh and our earthly desires, but reflecting Christ in our behaviour and our way of interacting with the world around us. So here we have a very pragmatic passage from Paul that speaks deeply to us about the first principles of the Christian life, that we are to love God, love others, both in word and in deed, and to live our lives in such a way that we won't be found wanting when the Lord returns a second time. As I said at the beginning, we are currently entering the season of Advent, when we specifically think about waiting for the coming of Christ into our world and into our lives. And as we spiritually prepare to move into Advent, we're reminded today that there is a sense of urgency in our spirituality, that the return of Christ is nearer now than when we first believed, and that we are to prepare for that moment when he comes back like a thief in the night to judge the world. We must be sure that we are ready for the return of Christ and that our lives exemplify a deep spirituality and belief so that we won't be found wanting on that day. How will you make this season of Advent special for yourself? Perhaps for all of us, we can ensure that it is a season of self-reflection, a season where we dedicate ourselves afresh to walking with God and reflecting his love in our lives. Perhaps we can all use this period of waiting before Christmas to reassess where we are at with God and strive to live out our calling as Christians a little better. As Paul reminds us in this passage to the Romans, now is the time for us to wake from our sleep. So I hope that you found this a useful podcast and my prayer for you today is that you will enjoy the season of Advent as a time of preparation and reflection and most of all as a time to remember just how loved you are by God. So thank you for being with me today and I look forward to being with you again very soon. Bye bye. (music) 